Oh my god, podcast. Is this what we do? <laughs> I hope you add that in your podcast. This is the Millennial Z podcast. And we're your co-host Tommy and Jasmine. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. You, you're trying to look good for 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 june 21st yeah but then i also really really love food so it's just not that's uh, they just don't they don't it's a scam no, just find a diet that suits you in it that's all you have to do the diet is no diet that's the one that would suit me the one where i can eat whatever i want whenever i want oh, you just i think you just need to have like a little bit of self-control in your exactly food. just okay. small I eat it in minimal Diets just make you have some bad, twisted relationship with food, man. You don't need that. I don't have self-control. <laughs> you, you need you need to learn self-control. All you need is a bag of the Holy Spirit, please. Exactly. It's one of the fruitages. You need to learn it. There's a lot of those lists, those fruitages that I haven't quite, you know, got. No. Like, patience. Yes. Nah. Yes. <laughs> I can do... um. Do the intro. Yes, let's get an intro going. This is the Millennial Z podcast. We're back again with another episode. I'm your co-host Tommy. And I'm your co-host Jasmine. And this week's topic is about university and university life. But before we get started, we've got some icebreaker questions. Yes, because we've got two new people on this episode right here. <laughs> Leah and Shamaya, you want to introduce yourselves? Okay, hi, I'm Leah Joe. I haven't done anything interesting with my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm at university, I'm at University of London, Birkbeck College, studying biomedicine. And I'm Shamaya Singh. I'm at the University of Greenwich, studying primary education. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I haven't really done anything else. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, First icebreaker question. What is one celebrity that you don't like for no apparent reason? Like, who? Taylor Swift. I agree. I agree with. No, actually, I have a good reason. She's just annoying. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift is just jarring. Kanye took, when Kanye took the mic off her, uh, <laughs> I was like standing ovation. I did not. I don't like her at all. Do you know what? I could agree with you, but my reason is just a bit stupid. <laughs> my only reason is that she dated Harry Styles, and I'm like a massive One Direction fan. But that's about it. I I I think her music is good, but I don't I don't feel like I hate her. I don't know. Ooh. I don't feel like there is a. I don't think there's a celebrity that I, actually. I lied. 
Um, what's her name? I don't like uh, any of the members of Fifth Harmony. Yeah, bye. Apart from Camila Cabello. No, goodbye. She's weird, bro. Have you seen her? Like, have you seen the memes of her like walking down the street? She looks like she's run over. <laughs> oh my Anyone else? Timmy, Nolan, what about you two? What what's what's a celebrity that you just just d- dislike, have a strong disliking to? I don't think I don't think I have one. <laughs> There's no one that I really have anything against. But yeah, there must be one person, like if you saw them on the street, you'd run them over. No, that's extreme. No, yeah, no. Okay, I, I, think, I think running over is a bit extreme. But maybe <laughs> you just side eye or give, you know, the, 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 the piercing. You, all right, what about you? Who's your celebrity then, Jasmine? I have a long list though. It, <laughs> it wouldn't be one person. I don't like. I I obviously don't like Taylor Swift. Um, I don't like Demi Lovato. It's a crime. Keep quiet. I don't like. There's a lot of Disney kids I don't like, like Bella Thorne. Um, um, what happened to your childhood? Nothing. It was just. It was full. Of, they're all white. So like, it's just. Demi Lovato's actually. I swear, her parents are white. Anyway, um, I don't, I don't like anyone from One Direction. I think Zayn is safe, but other than that, don't like any of them. Um, don't like Simon Cowell. I love Simon Cowell. Um, Cheryl Cole. Don't like her. Yeah, there's quite. Yeah. I've, got more, is, I've got some more people, but I can't remember. Is, is there anyone you do like? No. no. Oh, but Zendaya. Like I like that. Zendaya. Mm. I like Sky Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who else do I like? Um, Michael B. Jordan, but I don't like Laurie Harvey. So, do you like anyone of a Caucasian background? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, what's his name? Zach Efron. He's all right. Mm. He's old though, but he, he's alright. And Leonardo DiCaprio, like him. Interesting. Fair enough. Who, who else do I oh I don't like Ryan Reynolds. I don't like him either. <gasps> Why? <laughs> I think it was a crime that he was casted for Green Lantern and Deadpool. I think it was an absolute crime. If I'm like bored in my room, I will literally Google movies with Ryan Reynolds and I would watch them. Like, he's funny. I, I really enjoy I think he's like naturally funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know what it is, Jasmine? He gives us positive vibes and you're negative. He is negative. Vibes. Yeah, you just like doom and gloom and he's all like, uh, <laughs> No, I think he's annoying. Like, I, I yeah, not, yeah, no. I like his wife though. Yeah, Blake, Blake Clive, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like her for, for, for Gossip Girl, but all these stuff she did after Gossip Girl, I like her for no, that. Negative vibes. Negative vibes. All right. Anyway, who would yours be, Timmy? Well, who I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. 
do you know what I really just don't pay attention to celebrities enough not to like them um mm. I don't care about them so you irritated when you see them in a commercial I don't watch commercials well like this I don't watch like when when we used to not have Sky and stuff, ah! and you had to watch the ads, and you'd see them on there. Like I can't think of anyone on the top of my head. No, that's the right mindset. I like that. That's that's, that's sad. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, we'll move on to second icebreaker question. Uh, second icebreaker question is: Who are your three worst Avengers? or Marvel Cinematic Universe characters? Look, I have a lot to say about Avengers. No, but here's the thing, right? The problem with it is that a lot of people only know the Avengers based on what's been filmed, right? Not the comics. So if that's I named... Spe- if I, specifically if I, if I said Spider-Woman, right? You would be like, who that? That's why I said Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. Okay. I was very specific in the language I used. I've got, I've got, I've got them. Who's the first Avenger? What's her name? Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just. I agree. I think she's a waste of She doesn't fit the vibe of the other actors. Um, She's not polished. I don't think her outfit is, I know she's obviously the first Avenger, so it's supposed to be outdated, but like nothing about her excites me. Technically by Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, Captain America is the, the first Avenger. Actually, no, 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 no. Oh, wait, was done her movie comes first. Yeah, but I was just saying. I mean, as in, good. if you're doing it as in not cinematically, it's not cinematic order. I mean, actual. No, no, you said cinematic. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Iron Man was first, then it was. Then it was what Thor. I'm not talking about Captain. the order the movies came out. I'm talking about the order of the I, action. The Hulk came out first. Okay. Guys, the point was, it's her that I don't like. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's the point. Thank you. There's three people. What's the other two? Um, I would say um, um, Bumblebee guy. And who's that? Ant-Man. Ant-Man, oh. yeah. Yeah, that's who I meant. And um oh, no, the other the other like his partner is I'm not particularly um a fan of the B Tech Iron Man. What's his name? The B Tech Oh oh uh what's it called uh, War Machine. Is he black? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't Captain really... Rock. Oh, Falcon. No, 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 no War no, Machine. Yeah, it's like the bold so the bold black guy. The bold guy, the bold black guy. Yeah. yeah. Rudy. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's Colonel it. Rhodes. Yeah. yeah, maybe just because he's not like particularly attractive. I don't know. Oh! He's he is old. Though. Yeah, he's an older guy, so I don't get like excited about him. And then the fact that he's got pretty much everything that Iron Man has, but just on a lower level. <laughs> yeah, because it's government funded. That's why it's rubbish. I lie. It's... <laughs> no, it's government funded. funded. It was supplied by the the, the trash guy in Iron Man Two. So yeah, yeah, but they have a government contract. That's why it's rubbish. Yeah, that's true. Always get that's the rubbish. True. The government always gets like B Tech stuff anyway. Mm. Or by everyone else, what's your bottom three worst Avengers? I'll I'll, tell, I'll 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 do it because like obviously mine's a little bit controversial. I think um, Captain America, yes. Black mm. Widow, yeah. Mm. Captain Marvel. The okay. reason why I said those three is 
they don't have well captain marvel has powers but she's like a b-tech superman and um the other two don't have powers so i don't really see much use for them it's like batman captain america has captain america does have powers excuse me he was injected everything what what iron man said in the first avengers everything that makes him special came out of a bottle he was made in a lab and and everything special about iron man is because of a suit so yeah i mean but he has money (laughs) and he has the power of a brain what does captain america have he has he's stuck in world war i'm not here to defend i'm not here to defend captain america because he's in my bottom three as well because he's a self-righteous idiot stuck as being um torched instead of um Anyway, but yeah, I can't lie. Captain America, Captain America is the worst character in All the Marvel Cinema. Stupid shield, anyway. You know, it's just and he's way- too self righteous for my liking because he acts like he's 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 better, more 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 honourable than everyone else. No, nah, nah, nah. he thinks he's so special, bro. Nah, 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 yeah, nah. I think that's just because he's old. Yeah, that's 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 the ninety thirties. Like, old people have that viewpoint that they they're they're like they're the way they were brought up was the correct way and children these days have no honor no respect so i think it's part of the character and also he's a snake because he should have told iron man about what bucky did he's a big snake um i don't think he knew though no he did he knew he knew he finds out you are passionate but he he finds out right but in the end of the day was he there to stop it no but he should have told him he He should have told him What he should he have told him. He should have told him. Listen. Oh, I've just realised what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah Civil he War. He should. Yeah. Thank you. He should have told him. I'm so sorry. You should have told him. Let Iron Man deal with what Iron Man has to do with. But I'm so sorry. If that's your boy, you have to tell him. If that's your boy, you have to tell him. I'm sorry. But Buck's also his boy. Yeah. Buck's is his brother type thing, you know. But still... He was his boy from day one. Day like one. Way and so? And anyway, Iron Man and Captain America don't get on, right? That's why the whole civil war happened in the first place. Exactly. They've never got I on. He had more loyalties to Buck than he did to Iron Man. So I don't care. He, should, he, he, he still should have told Iron Man. prevented a war, but let's be real. A lot of wars would have been prevented with great communication, but that is what's wrong with the human race. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And it's even worse for people who have supernatural powers, you know? Hmm. They'll just destroy you for no reason. But... Yeah. Everyone else? Nolan, who's your free worst? I was going to say for my first Doctor Strange. Oh, I forgot because, him. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought he was absolutely useless. Just <laughs> I think was... his powers aren't done well yeah, in the film. Because in the comic book, he's OP. I just didn't think I was weak. I just didn't think there was anything about him that interested me like that or that was actually, I don't think he even played a, a decent role, you know? Yo, my, we, my don't, re- don't, we don't do devil-related powers, you know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. like clean, scientifically pure, not um, none of this clicking magic. Has, 
Abracadabra stuff. <laughs> um, after him, I'd say Bruce Banner because he has some serious yeah. issues. I thought he was just no, that- no, no, no offense to him and his mental health or anything, but I just thought he was. He disgraced no. himself in the last few, mil- few, yeah. few movies. Who's that? Hulk. Hulk. Eh, how dare you disrespect? He disgraced himself in the last few movies. Yeah. Listen, let's not cap. Let's yeah. not cap. No. Disney disgraced him, fam. You're listening. Is- listen, no. disgra- you know what was disgraceful? And let the last Endgame where they killed Black Widow and then they killed Iron Man right after it. Everyone forgot about her death as if to say she wasn't there from day one. She yeah, but she wasn't very useful. That's why I said she could get she the trot. No, no, she was they useful in the respect. Need, respect they, they didn't need to include her in the film point blank. The betrayal, the way they killed her, that, no. Spider-Man was more useful in Endgame than she was. <laughs> no. They're both spiders, but at least one's <laughs> useful. <laughs> Tommy's hurt. <laughs> and yeah, after that, I'd have to agree with Captain America because he, he there's nothing special about him other than his shield, like he said. So he was better as Fantastic Four. Yeah, he's better as the Torch. Chris- oh, wait, who was the alien guy? The one that loved to chill with the aliens. Oh, um, Star Lord. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the Guardian, though, not um, not he's, part, he's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> but he's not an Avenger, bruv. You said yeah. Avenger. No, I said Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did uh, I not say this? When you look on, when you look on the Disney thing, it, he's the Guns of the Galaxy are there. He, they count as Avengers. When I watched it, they were included in the order. So anything that's included in that order comes to mind. They head. are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that can be counted. Yeah, but they didn't do. They didn't even do his element gun in the first film, which was rubbish. They they missed out a lot of things, and then they tried to include it in the second one. I was like a little bit late there, mate. I still haven't watched the second one. Neither have I. I don't like the Guardians anyway. They missed out my favorite character. So how do you know they're not coming in Phase Four? Because they've already done Endgame, so it'll be it'll be it'll be hard to go back. Because Thanos destroyed like the, my character, Thanos destroyed his planet when he was like a baby, and he's the only one left of his race. So it's a bit late to come and try and add him when Endgame's already done. Yeah, listen, you don't know what Disney, you don't know what Disney's on. Yeah, I don't want Disney to mess it up. You listen, did listen? It is what it is at this point. So as everyone said, the three worst Avengers. Then. We haven't said anything. We haven't said ours. I'm a bit conflicted. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really care. I'm not that strong about Marvel like other people are. I'm currently trying to watch them all in cinematic order, and it's taking a really long time. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would just be too conflicting if I said Marvel. I could only tell you my thing. So you don't have anything. No. <laughs> Fair enough. That will end the icebreaker questions. So um, let's 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 move on to what we're talking what we're talking about this evening, which is uh, university. So um, Jasmine, I'm gonna let you take the stage from here. All right. So I think we should start by saying what degree everyone's doing, what year they're in. And 
why did they choose the subject? So let's start with Shamaya. I mean, I, I know you said at the beginning, but. Oh, um, so I'm in year one and I'm doing primary education to be a primary school teacher. Uh, and it's like a it's like a new course thing they're doing. So it's like three years and I get the teacher qualification status at the end. So Why did you choose it? Um, I've always wanted to be a teacher. Uh, for a while it was like secondary or primary. And then I realized that I didn't really have a passion for one subject specifically. My passion was more directed towards children. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I've always, I've always just had that, that urge to want to teach. Plus I've always been surrounded uh, with a lot of kids. So yeah, it was kind of a no brainer for me. All right, Leah. Uh, yeah, I'm studying biomed. Um, it's really boring at the beginning. What year are you in? I'm in my first year um, at the moment as well. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of aiming to go into microbiology at the moment because um, I'm more interested in that. But I, part of my degree, I've got placements as well inside of hospitals going to do all of that but at the same time I'm working in a pharmacy so I'm kind of already geared to that sort of environment. Can I ask you speak louder? Or, or lean in? Sorry I'll lean in forward. Okay um, so yeah I'm basically I'm doing biomed because I want to go into microbiology um, and then from then on eventually I think when I start progressing in life and stuff like that, um, I will then hopefully aim to go towards the teaching side, but not secondary school and primary school. I'd rather be a professor um, and do like my master's and things like that in the end as well. That's what I'm aiming for anyway. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Nolan? Um, I'm in my second year. I'm doing <laughs> mechanical engineering uh, in Southampton. And I chose the course because I wanted to go into some sort of engineering and then um, more towards like my sixth form years um, is when I like chose. I'm doing mechanical and automatic. It's like a sandwich course. So when I realized like I'd rather have engineering like um, linked to cars, then that's why, that's why I chose that. Okay. And Timmy? Um, I studied at University of Leicester. I graduated in summer of 2020 and I did accounting and finance. And just to put it out there, my first class babe. <laughs> wow. She, you want to flex on us this evening, yeah? I had to. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> yes, flex. What? Three so, years of you deserve that. So why accounting and finance? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, so I've always been like a maths nerd. I love numbers; it's my thing. But I also like receiving money, so I like business. <laughs> um, so the combination of those two is just fantastic, and um, it's a great career line. It's um very methodical, which I like. I like methods. I like numbers. So i know what my life plan is and how to progress um so that's why i chose accounting finance i can't do the whole like i'm just gonna go with the flow that doesn't work for me like there needs to be rules 
Interesting. Interesting. Fair enough. Fair Tell enough. So, so I am in my placement year. I study biological science at the University of Hertfordshire. And I won't lie to you guys, biological science wasn't the first choice. I wanted to go into, I wanted to do chemical engineering because I was good at, ke- I thought, <laughs> let me say I was good. I thought I was good at chemistry. GCSEs thought, yeah, told me I'm good at chemistry. Got to A-levels, realised chem- chemistry ain't for me, chemistry ain't for me. Then that's when I picked up on genetics and I realised I really like genetics. So um, as a result of that, I'm now doing biological science and I want to go into the field of genetics. I'm not quite sure where yet, but that's, that's, that's the goal. That's the, that's the goal. Okay, cool. And Jasmine? <laughs> Last but not uh, least. Uh, so I'm doing digital technology solutions for people who don't know. It's just a really specialized version of a computer science degree. So it's, it's more if you, you do that type of course, if you're, if you know kind of where you want to go in um, the industry. So there are usually like four path, four or five pathways. Um, you could be a data analyst, software engineer, network engineer, um, or a cybersecurity analyst. And I'm doing data. This was not my first choice and it wasn't even my second choice. I changed like three times. Um during sixth form, because um, originally I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> Did that even work out? Did I even do well in history? No. Um, so um, I changed from that to economics and finance, but I realized that A, I didn't want to have any student debt. So I chose a free option, which was a degree apprenticeship. And B, all the units that I was going to do in my degree choice, I would get to do in this one as well. So I kind of opted for that. Oh, I forgot to say the uni. I'm in um, BPP. Eh? It's called BPP. It's like a a specialist uni for like apprenticeships. So it's online from the start. So how everyone's now doing online learning. My uni was always online and it was like twice a week because I work at the same time. So it's flexible like that. So yeah. Interesting, interesting. I see, I see, I see, I see. So was everyone's? Uh, so me and Jasmine, as we said, ours wasn't necessarily our first choice option. But for everyone else, was your degree pathway your first choice option? Yeah. So 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 mechanical engineering was what was the goal for you, Nolan? Yeah. Once 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 I realized which one would like help me and my interest or like support my interest in, yeah, that was it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Leah, I saw you, I saw you shaking your head. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. So like for me, I knew I wanted to go into like the scientific route in terms of degree. Um, I knew that I like wanted to go into like the science sort of side of things, but I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go because originally like my parents were like, oh, do medicine and things like that. I was like, Leah's not smart enough for medicine. So um, no, we're not gonna do that. Um, And then when it came down to it, it was either between biomedical science or pharmacy. 
uh, and the pharmacy one was in Portsmouth. And I was like, oh, you know, do I really want to do it or do I really want to stay? It was more of like location as well because there was like loads of things going on at the time and it was like COVID was still happening and raging and everyone was just like, nah, <laughs> you might as well just stay because most people in the end had to move back and stay here anyway. Plus, I, whenever I say on like my CV, University of London, everyone thinks I'm really smart and I'm really not. Um, so it kind of works out like that as well so as I in the end decided to pick biomedical science um, because there are loads of other qualifications that you could get by just working at the pharmacy you get what I'm saying so at the end of the day it wasn't a big problem I was just like oh I'll pick biomedical science yeah yeah that's interesting actually because both you and Shamaya started your university experience during lockdown and Timmy graduated during lockdown. So like, we're going to explore that a bit. So how was it joining university during COVID? Um, And did you have to go in at all or was it completely online or did your university have any form of structure, you know? Or were they prepared for it? Well, teachers are key workers. um, And I didn't realize, but even training teachers are key workers. So it was like the expected that we still went in for face-to-face lessons during COVID. Um, The only thing that was canceled was our placement and we have placement every six weeks. So that was canceled because obviously there are no kids in school to teach. Um, But in terms of like face-to-face seminars, we had to be in for them because they were that important for us apparently um our university though they did not know what they were doing they had no idea the communication was poor I mean they had like seven eight different uh, eight different classes of us and they were telling one group that we were meant to be in another group that we weren't it was they they had no idea what was going on um, which is fair because it is a global pandemic and this stuff only happens like what, what every once every 100 years. Yeah. So it was a bit of a mess, but I think that it's been a year now. Everyone's starting to catch on. You know, we're all kind of just getting used to it. Mine was absolute trash. I mean, it was rubbish. I mean, when we first arrived, they expected us to turn up for like lab work, which is understandable because you can't exactly just write that down you have to actually go in and do it and stuff like that because part of biomedical science there's this whole section and separate qualification for your lab work um so if you don't do that then you're not like qualified as a biomedical scientist or something like that so anyway they forced us to come in um until the government said what are you still doing um hosting lab sessions it's against the law (laughs) so then they started cancelling it um other than that, it was really hectic because they were just like, oh, these are all of your courses. Make sure that you're enrolled on them. Please select your classes and stuff like that. Um, but we didn't know who we're joining, who's our professors. It was it was really hectic for no reason. There was no organization whatsoever. They didn't know what they were doing at all. And everybody was winging it because they would just pass the blame on to everybody else. But, oh, this professor knows what's going. Oh, it's to do with admin. Oh, it's to do with someone else. And you're just like... Um, where do I go? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really rubbish. Even now, communication with your professors is really annoying. Like 
the ones that you directly have a lecture with or a seminar with, uh, that's fine. Like they will respond to you and stuff like that. But even then, they're all blaming COVID and saying, oh, we've got so many other applicants and we've got so many other students that we have to attend to. You're not that important to us. It's just, just like, <laughs> okay, fine. I'm paying nine grand for you to tell me I'm not that important. Great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we're sort of in this pattern now of where we do our, we log on, we do our lecture, we write our essays, we do our assignments, hand it in. It's not handed in, that's your problem, stuff like that. And that's about it. It's really just ruined the whole experience of uni. I just wanted to go in and see everyone and have that sort of interaction with everyone, but we can't do that. It's just annoying. <laughs> yeah. And Timmy, how was it graduating during lockdown? And doing your final year, final dissertation and everything? Um, so when I first joined Junior, I, I stayed at campus. Um, but after like six months, I decided Leicester was not for me. So I literally just ran away back home and I would just commute whenever I had a lecture. Because um, my course is quite chilled in comparison to others. So I'd only be in uni for about 10 hours um, a week and because I had the uni wrapped around my finger I would decide which seminar I was going to go on what day so I ended up only going to uni like two or three times a week um, and if they were the type of lecturer that recorded it I wasn't going to attend um, so when Covid happened my life didn't really change that much I saved on a bit of petrol um, but um, it suited me a lot because I would have preferred to be at home anyways um so when it happened the only yeah the only major concern was my dissertation um the data that I needed was only accessible on two computers in the library on campus um you can't at the time the software was very restricted because they had to pay for that system um so when when COVID finished, I was like, <laughs> where am I supposed to get that data from? Um, so that was like a bit panicky. And like my lecturers were like, oh, you need a lot of backups. Like, what's your backup idea? I was like, I've got rid of the backup idea because I've already started the dissertation. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then there were certain lecturers who wouldn't reply to emails because they weren't getting paid. And it, there was no furlough scheme at the beginning. Um, so they were like, I'm not working because no one's paying me. Um, so that was that was a bit stressful as a final year student, like, hello, I have a degree I want to obtain. Um, but eventually, like once things calmed down, once furlough existed, once there was clear rules by the government that like uni is just it's not opening. Once we knew how they were going to grade us, um, it was kind of just um, smooth sailing for me from there. Um, I quite enjoyed the fact that I got to do it from home. I didn't care about the other students in my uni because I didn't talk to them anyways. Um, so yeah, it was it was fine for me. How was not having a graduation? Um, that's a little bit painful. It's like the way I view my graduation was like my pre-wedding. It was going to be a day about me, like solely me you know my achievement you know, you know. I'm a Nigerian girl and you know university is like a big deal like they're like yes and then 
when I got a first, I was like, yes, the party's going to be huge, all my family and friends, everyone's going to give me lots of money. Didn't happen. My parents did, they're so lovely, they did do me like a little a little thing with like my closest friends and my closest family that were cl- uh, like nearby um so that was really really nice um now that a year has passed or was it six months six months but it's unlikely that I'm gonna have a graduation in the summer as well um I just I don't think I'm gonna have my big party anymore I think the time has elapsed I've you well you're not gonna do a, do a, do a quick summer I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it anymore. I don't have a big party. And that is an excuse to have a party, you know? Any excuse, you know, when the 21st <laughs> walks up. Yeah, you just don't have a party for the sake of having a party. Honestly. Yeah, so I might do that. I might have a party for the sake of having a party. I just don't know if I'll title it as my graduation, just because... I feel like everyone's got over it. When it happened, everyone was so gassed for me. Everyone was so happy for me. I got so many phone calls. But it's the first, though. No, I'm, I'm the first person in my family to get first. So, but um, yeah, it was. I don't. I don't know how I feel about it anymore. And because I didn't have like, this makes me sound like a loner, and I'm not because I didn't have any friends at uni. There isn't that whole like, oh yeah, I just want to be with my uni friends, and all of us take our pictures in front of and yeah my pictures are going to be by myself um so I just I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm feeling it anymore did you have a zoom graduation then so um not yet so I I opt they wouldn't the pandemic happened they asked us to opt for January or next year June so this year June and I opted for June because I thought the pandemic would definitely be done by then so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm having a Zoom one. I don't know if I'm having an in-person one. I have no idea. Yeah, that, that must be sad to see. You know, all the, the the four years of hard work just to realize you, you ain't gonna you ain't gonna get a proper graduation. That's my certificate came through the post. Like like oh. the way they collect my taxes. Like it's sad. Oh. <laughs> I don't even have it in a frame. It's still in the envelope that they gave it to me and I just put it in filing. That's really sad. That is actually <laughs> tragic. That breaks my heart. That, that is tragic. Nah, you need to frame that still. Yeah. I was never going to frame it, I don't think. I'm not, I was never like that hyped about the whole uni thing anyways. I just really wanted my degree and that's that was it. Like all the other bits were extras that were kind of just in my way. Because wow. it's the uni life. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> that were in my way. And Nolan, how was um, lockdown? How was online classes during the first lockdown? Or did you have online classes? We, we, they tried to switch to online classes, but nobody knew what they were doing. So the thing is, they, like, the lecturers normally record the lectures anyways. So they pretty much just gave us the lectures recorded from the year before. And we just had to learn based off those old recordings, even though- you know, Hold up, hold up, hold up. They, they, they didn't give, they didn't give you fresh, fresh recording. Even though, even though they updated the course, they gave us the recordings from the year before because they didn't have anything to do. You're paying nine grand so they gave us from last year. Not even so this year, you know. Yeah. And the course is updated, so they expect- yeah, yeah. 
to memorize and and magically get a degree that's what they're asking exactly for. so they gave us the old recordings and then like the slideshow presentations that that they have already and that's pretty much all we got wow that's rude but then obviously like this year now like from september they they like got new recordings but before that they had nothing and what about like lab work and stuff how was that done virtually um i think i had like three labs from september to december and after that they, they just cancelled every other lab and like we're supposed to have like a big group work project last year we, we were able to do it because it was like from february and then they just like cut off early but we still managed to do something and then this year like the same time we were supposed to start we started in february but we couldn't we can't do anything about it like the whole the whole thing has been like set like thinking that we'll be back and then we just have all this and we can't even finish the project so i don't know what they're gonna do with that but yeah it's long we just have the recordings now the new ones just rec- so you don't have any like uh what's called live lectures uh the live lectures are there but it's like it's not as many it's just tutorial lessons where they'll just like answer questions and give you like worksheets and then answer those questions but yeah that's bad disrespectful for nine grand i'm telling you i actually understand why people are asking for their money back because yeah a lot of people ask a lot of people ask for their money back in my course and like they had like a zoom no not zooms or something i don't know if you guys use blackboard but they had like a blackboard session yeah to, to discuss like what everyone submitted into that thing like a forum thing and like other people people talking about like their mental health and stuff like that talking about oh like you're giving us this and it's not enough or like stuff like that and then when they brought up the topic about wanting their money back the woman was like she's not getting paid enough to try and sort out this to try and sort that out so she just completely ignored that question and everyone was like (laughs) everyone was triggered like yeah, people just... that do not deserve their job title. But yeah. A lot of my professors were just like, oh, um, we're not even going to be doing the lecture for this place. A lot of them were like, oh, we're going to do our lectures um, in America or China because they'll pay me more money. And I was like, so you're not actually going to do my lecture. You're going to do someone else's. And they're like, yeah, because you're not paying me enough. I was like, my nine grand is not enough. I think it's difficult because the government aren't backing us. So I signed a petition to the government about the tuition fees. Mm-hmm. Um, and they basically said, if your course is still open, then you're still going to get charged. However, the way I see it from like a business standpoint is that we're paying fees for a certain contract, a certain level of education, a certain service, mm-hmm. and we're not getting that. Yeah. So what is that money going towards? The the university buildings are not being used to the extent mm-hmm. they were before so your costs are going to be lower so i don't understand where the money is the amount of staff that you'll be using as well is going to be lower you won't need the cleaners because no one's going into uni you won't need all the admin that you had you won't need all the receptionists or the maintenance men because they're not in they're not doing anything mm-hmm. you just need the tutors and the lecturers who are going to be doing it from a software from home, which you can buy in bulk for your whole university. Yes, you may need to like maintain the buildings, but that is going to be like half the price, half the cost of what you or like whatever they were saying was before. So I just think it's very, very unfair for us that we're getting charged a full nine grand. And the only reason why the government aren't 
paying attention to us is because number one they can get away with it because we're all young people like we all just want to get our degree and just go so we're not going to keep fighting this in the court of law for the next 10 years we can't be bothered we just want to go get a job number two that industry is so massive that, that, that they don't want to give out the funds to compensate to the universities for the fact that they're going to have to give us our money number three the government make an extortionate amount of money off of us on our student loans so mm. we pay an extortionate amount of interest on our student loans so if they minimize our tuition fees by any amount that's less interest that they're going to get from us um so basically we're just free money to them I think even before this whole COVID thing, there was a discrepancy on the quality of education and the fact that you're paying nine grand for that education. Wait, it's 9.25 grand, respect to 250 pounds. Yeah, 9.25 grand, right? There was a problem before that. There was a problem with the quality before that. And, you know... COVID has just highlighted the inefficiency, the archaic systems that universities use, right? And it's just highlighted the the holes in the education system that we have currently. I paid nine grand for the head of year, the lady who doesn't teach, who just does administrative work, to send me an email saying, I've got too many emails, stop emailing me. (laughs) I had a professor say that to me as well. I really looked at her and said, you're doing a nine to five job that you're not even doing nine to five. You're getting paid nine to five, but you're not actually putting in the hours to be telling me that I should stop emailing you because the lectures that you've uploaded aren't playing. Like, is, make is, it make sense. It's a, it's a travesty. It's a, it's a real travesty. You know? I feel glad I got out this year. Like, I think I would have... I thought, oh, I'm a, I'm a final year. Like, this is catastrophic. I'm going to die. But you guys are going to die. Um, <laughs> I literally just had to save face for a few months and get out of there. But you guys, I honestly feel sorry for you. Like, I feel even worse for, like, the people that... So, basically, universities, they all went to everyone at the beginning. Oh, um, you guys are all going to be attending your lectures. You're all going to be attending lab work. So you guys need to travel to this university. Or you need to buy an accommodation. Put your student accommodation. Only for them to get locked in there by the police because they're spreading COVID. I'm like, that is such a deceitful play. A lot of, um, I have a friend that goes to Goldsmiths and and a couple of my friends staying in accommodation at Greenwich. And they were saying that even the accommodation, there's like no Wi-Fi no heating there's no like they they have like silver fish in the toilet and the the bathroom she said the bacteria is disgusting there's mold on the walls the the kitchen appliances don't work and she said this is what we're paying for bearing in mind most of them were sent home and they're still being expected to pay for it because they signed a contract yeah and it's not even cheap accommodation, you know. They they charge you eight grand for the so you're paying yeah, eight grand yeah, a year. Ridiculous for the accommodation, and you're paying an additional nine grand for an online BTEC course, basically, because it's not really a degree. I think it's a BTEC. With my course, um, the way they train us in first year, they they train you for the first few months to to deal with like. Um, uh, early years so like reception and lower so like you do a lot of like um how children react to their environment 
a child's psychological state, that kind of thing. And then obviously you do the placement with those kids. But because of COVID, a lot of schools said that they didn't want the placement teachers in. So that meant that the schools that were receiving the placement teachers had like, like 20 of us from different schools coming in. We didn't even do our placement. Um, I've never been in an early years classroom or a key stage one classroom. I've, I went straight to this one class that have seen my face for the, for the past year. And I've like, this kid looked at me and he said, oh miss, can you help me with this work? I was like, I don't know what that work is. I don't know how to help you. I haven't been trained. Like, I, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to ask your friend because I have no idea. Like the, I just walked in blind. I walked in blind and I felt so bad because he really wanted help. You're like, like, what's what's phonics? Phonics? They're like phonics and just read the thing. What's wrong sorry, with you? can't long divide with you, but um, your friends can help you. Yeah, it's tragic. Uh, and even part of the university experience is actually being on campus, you know, getting the university atmosphere, uh, meeting new friends. Yeah, I can't lie. The, the, <laughs> I can't even relate to that because obviously mine was online from the beginning but I will say my first year my first term at university was abysmal right because I didn't even have a login right to access the lectures I couldn't I didn't have a login to find out what my formative assessments were or my summative assessments were so I couldn't submit anything um, and it took them like the week before I was meant to submit my assignments to send me a login or set up my login. So I had to wait five months for that. Um, so it was a bit peak you know, for me, like my, my experience, I've never been with like, I've never had to come on campus or anything like that. But obviously like I'm doing like a, an apprenticeship. So I mean, I was working and, and, and I would, I guess talk to the other apprentices, but I think at this point I don't even talk to them either. So, well, just, with with my course, there's a lot of group work. There's a lot of like group presentations. So making friends was just something you have to do. Like teaching, it's not a very competitive field. There's a need for teachers right now. So when it came to making friends, I didn't have to deal with a lot of the like really you know snobby people don't get me wrong there are definitely snobby people but when it came to making friends it was something that was like a must because you need friends in teaching you need to have teacher friends because you need to have access to that information as to how to deal with you know certain situations that might arise but thanks to social media like that's the only way that I can say I found people before I even walked on campus mm. No, you don't need friends, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a couple friends. If you, no, you listen, I've I've only two fun. people that I'm friends with in my. No, you don't need a couple friends on campus. Just make. I friends. Need a couple friends. Phone on my course here. My course is just full of complete nerds. Like I tried to talk <laughs> no, to these people, no. and these men are like, "Oh, I got a three D printer in my accommodation." <laughs> I don't know what you want to do with that. There's, and there's only like four of us black people, so three of us, three of us are the, yeah, pretty so much cool. only talk to each other, and the rest of them are just complete nerds from like the country, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the countryside, countryside. Yeah. Man. These men are from like Somerset and stuff like that. <laughs> like, uh, mine are mostly from Kent. 
They're just looking at me like I tried I tried talking to them. I tried, but it's just so dry. <laughs> I'm the I'm the only um black person in my cohort, but there are other black people on the apprenticeship scheme, but like I think in total we make up like five or six of us. Wow. Um so I had nothing in common. First of all, they're all from like up north Midlands and like up north, right? Some are from like Halifax. Do you even know where that is? Halifax, it's the bank, but you know, yeah. <laughs> you even know where that is, right? So like I had nothing in common because at that point I'd just come fresh out of South London. What are we going to talk about? And then their man's wear white air forces anyway. So I was like, what were you wearing? Why are you wearing that to work? Like I didn't, yeah, it was, it was a very big culture shock. <laughs> Moving up, <laughs> moving up to MK just for the apprenticeship. We had nothing in common. When I would say something, they'll look at me like I'm the one that's weird. So I was just like, oh, I found like three people who were from originally from Southeast. Yeah. And guess what color they were? Like, you know, that was like, you know, I had, I didn't really have, I had like, you people are starving on your courses. Yeah, that brother's starving. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Um, mine was actually com- like you're in Leicester. That's yeah, full of black, uh, people. More black people. <laughs> yeah, because DMU is next door. So like, you get actually, wait, hold up, hold up, guys, relax, okay? Um, yeah, my course was full of black people. Honestly, <laughs> however, they were so rude so stush so unfriendly right so a lot of them came from london um so they already had like something in common a lot of them actually grew up together in london and decided to go to the same uni um so they already had like their little cliques and then um i just didn't fit in the girls a lot of them didn't like me they were like um like three that liked me um but my course was like 250 kids so um a lot of them just 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 didn't they just didn't want anything to do with me and the reason was because um I had one close mate in my course and it's because he came from my secondary school we was in the same class from year seven to eleven we went to the same same classes so he was like my home away from home so when I walked into that first lecture with a white man next to me they went "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) and like and this isn't even me being paranoid or anything like it was so obvious they had a problem that like why is she hanging out with this white kid you know he's quiet like there's he's not like you know your vibrant cultured type he's literally just your stereotypical white boy he's adorable um but yeah they had a problem with it and I never used to say anything to him because I didn't want him to think of black people as like anti-white but then one day he was like why is it when we walk across uni that people stare at us is it because you're hanging out with me and I felt so bad, but I was like, yeah, like they literally look at me and they look at you and they go, why is she with him? So a lot of them didn't speak to me. And then also um, I ask a lot of questions and sometimes my questions can be stupid, but it's just to help me understand everything. Um, so I did come across quite airy, like quite dumb. So a lot of them were like, okay, this one's, you know, well, you passed with a first, anyway. I know, I know, I know. And, like, I didn't, like, um, turning up to... Like, I'm not, like, you're... Na- I'm not a nerd. Um, 
but I didn't like the fact like they would come in half an hour late um, with their pink dyed hair and chatting with their Starbucks coffee. Like there is a lecture, I am paying nine grand for this. Like I just want to learn and you're disturbing me every single week. Like, what is this? So we just like never got on. I never really had any friends. Um, first and second year, obviously had the white guy um, and some other black guy, but he wasn't serious. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I did a placement year but Ralph didn't so when I came back for third year I was back to zero um fortunately I made one friend um he helped me get my first we worked together to like make sure we were acing every single course um but other than that even though I was surrounded by people who I'm supposed to be like the most comfortable with I actually was very much alone but I think it's because you're from MK, though, and MK people are a bit different. Yeah, but I think, I, think that's, that's, I think that's sad. No, no, I think I get it's it. sad that because, what, I'm, what, 45-minute drive away from you guys, that that means, oh, she's not good enough. Or, like, why was there such a divide when we're all one? Like, I just don't get it. Like, the people that I'm supposed to get on with the most, I can't. The white people, obviously, I'm black, so they're just, like, not interested. Asians... They had they had their own little world in Leicester. Yeah, so. they, they yeah. They, mm. I mean, Leicester's a world. I'm not Asian. Yeah, uh, you know, Leicester has is a brown community. Like a lot of brown people live there, and Birmingham and Bradford, those type of ends, and they they tend to like stick within. Even if you see a bunch of brown people, they're not all gonna they're all gonna be from the same place. They're not gonna be like ones from India, ones from that that doesn't really happen. It's like they're all what a group from Pakistan, a group from India, a group from Bangladesh. They don't like to intermix anyway, so it's I a bit. I say though, within my course, there is like you're either black or you're white. I walked into the room and I was like, I don't know where I fit because I'm not black or white. Like. I, I look very Indian, but I have the most Caribbean roots. Like I'm more Caribbean than most of my black friends. So walking into the room and only seeing one other black girl, I was like, I can't stay here. So I made friends with all of the white girls in the groups that I wasn't in. But I found that it was the single mums that were like 28 that were the ones being really snobby and the ones hating a lot. Um, because they kind of just spoke over the lecturer and thought that, oh, because I've got a child, I know how children think and I know how to teach a child. But then when Why one of the younger ones, you know, when we spoke up, it was a massive problem for them and you would like see them like turn around and just give you that like really weird eye. Um, so when I moved to group, I had, I sat with like three other white girls and that was a problem then for all of the, the, the black people that would walk past me because they obviously knew that I had a Caribbean background and I came from a Car uh, Caribbean family. And they were just like, like why are you, you know, can come sit with us? And I was like, yeah, but you don't show up. No! <laughs> that is true. That is so true. Because you need, especially at university, you need people that are going to be with you. Because you need serious candidates. That's what you need. Yes! Nine <laughs> grand is a lot of money, you know? Honestly. Like you have no choice. You the minute you step in and you've got nine grand on your shoulders, you can't leave. You have to find a way to pay that money off. Like, and getting your degree is the only way to do that properly. You need to have serious people around you. And at that time, like right now, I have one black friend, three white friends, and they are the most serious candidates out of my entire 150 cohort. 
Yeah. I mean, that is someone who's graduated the most important, like, forget race, forget, even forget intelligence. As long as everyone is serious within your circle, you will, you will bang it out because if they're not, they're going to drag you down with you. You'll go to the library together and you think, yeah, we're going to study. And then they're just going to like, they're just going to find a way to distract you. But if you've got a serious set of people, you'll be asking questions to one another. You'd help each other out like you will succeed together so that is like my my one advice you do need people I had one person which was more than enough you know keep that focus it helped us like it was almost um I know you said your course isn't very competitive but mine was it was like healthy competition yeah when we got our results I'd be like okay so what did you get (laughs) you You know it was my course is majority women there's like eight boys out of 150 girls so females can naturally be quite nasty when it comes to being competitive so Mine's mostly Russian men, Russian and Polish, <laughs> English men. And I'm walking in like, hello, everyone. How is everything? And they're like, shh, you're too loud. But then like the Russians and the Polish, like, they're so loud with me. So it's okay. Like, they'd be like, I don't understand you because like my professors are all French for some reason. And they'd be like, we yeah, they'd be like, we don't understand you, mate. They'd be like, speak up, speak up. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, babe. I'm like. It's okay though, like this really competitive for no reason. And I'm just like, guys, it's only first year. Like, come and talk to me in second or third year. Like, it's okay, calm down. And they're like, no, 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 no. And now I feel so dumb because like everyone else is like around like 98% and like um, around 100%. And I'm just there like sitting at 78, like, hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) 78 is still a first. Yeah, that's what, that's what I did. But like, they're all looking at me like, like oh, you only got 98. And I'm like, there's some sort of superiority problem, like, or complex. They're all men, right? So they're gonna... And I'm just sitting there like the only girl, like... Socially. <laughs> I'm the only girl, like, oh, okay. Kind of want to switch to the other class now. I think but, one of uh, the, the first things I realised quickly in first year is you quickly realize who's a good lecturer and who isn't a good lecturer some lecturers they're geniuses but they don't know how to teach they do not know how to teach at all they're expected to pick up everything instantly and like come on that feels when you've got teachers teaching teachers how to be teachers we have this lecture on how to protect and how to use our voices because it was like something like teachers are like the third most career to to lose their voices um and this teacher was like the way you modulate your voice um helps to engage children and as he's saying this he spoke like this the entire seminar and i could not understand what was sarcasm and what wasn't it was the worst the worst two hours my entire yeah because they're all like two three hours and i'm like give me a break mate like i can't understand you anyway i'm gonna just watch the recording and try and you know put subtitles on it or something i mean no i have i have more bad lecturers than good i have i I think i'm now in my second year right and out of all my modules i've probably only had one good lecturer and that's not good enough. Like, I need to pass. How am I meant to pass if you don't teach anything? Then they put something in the end assessment, yeah? And they're like, they ask you a question. And you're like, you didn't teach that because I've gone through all your pre-recordings and I don't remember you saying anything about this. 
So please explain to me why you put this question in. Like, no, but they don't make the questions. They just no. In, in mine, they they do. Oh yeah, and same with mine. And same with mine. They make all the questions. Like I had one who was he's an intelligent man. Don't get me wrong. He works with like the best accountancy firm in the world and was there for a good forty years before being a lecturer. But he could not. He had no attention to detail. So when I was going to his lecture or when I was doing his assignments, I knew there was going to be a mistake somewhere. And my job was to find it out as soon as possible so that I wouldn't get confused. Every single seminar, every single assignment he gave us, there was a huge fat mistake on that paper somewhere that will confuse you for two hours if you don't notice. On top of that, it also happened in our exams. I don't know what proofreading they used to do because I know they have to submit it and then it has to get approved. But clearly someone's not reading what the he's, he's putting in. I literally, um, I had him for two years running. I had him for second year and I had him for, no, I had him for first year and I had him for third year. First year, I just thought, oh, okay, it's like a one-off mistake. You know, there's too many zeros or like he put the wrong number. He confused last year's question with this year's question cool but when it came to third year and after all the seminars I did and I was like this guy is just stupid <laughs> one thing I did in my exam I wasted 10 minutes looking for mistakes and I found two and they had to stop our exam and like tell us to edit the question all at the same time and then turn the time on again like imagine you're in final year you're trying to get a good 90 percent on your exam and there's two major mistakes and if if no one called it out if i didn't call it out we would have been sitting there absolutely clueless absolutely clueless i was fuming at him i literally looked at him and he was like i'm so sorry Tina. i'm so sorry and i was like don't look at me don't look at me because i emailed you and i said there better be no mistakes in my um, exam and there was two in my final year but i still bagged it not even one two mistakes yeah he was yeah because they make it all themselves like and some of them are clueless like they're clearly intelligent people but they had to reissue they had to rewrite i've had in my first year all my um assignments had to be rewritten like as in they had to give us an extra month to do it and they had to rewrite the whole brief because it was just a hot mess I don't know. I don't know how they created it, but it was a hot mess, and there were so many mistakes. It didn't make sense. You could tell they were copying and pasting from somewhere because it did not. It was not coherent. It didn't make no sense. The math wasn't mathing. The math was not mathing. It was not. It was not doing anything. I was just like, so, 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 so. You're paid to do what exactly? But yeah, it was. It was awful for me. I had some exams in January. And like every five minutes, they were emailing us like, "Oh, question two is wrong. Need to change this number. Oh, question three, part two is this, this, this." Like every five, I think there were like four mistakes in the exam, and they just had to keep emailing, keep emailing, keep emailing. I thought they were just gonna end like end up giving us a whole new time to do the exam or a whole new exam, but they just left it as it is. So, you think they had? These are some of the smartest people on the planet, but they have absolutely no attention to detail they have no social skills as well so so you'll be in a lecture and they'll just be talking to you talking to you talking to you as if you're meant to understand this straight away and it's just like and they'll pause at like the most awkwardest moment and then i'm like am i supposed to follow where you're going with this what 
And what about your really intelligent ones who were great lecturers? Didn't you find them in, like inspiring? Not inspiring, but you're just like, oh my you God. You want to be in the lecture room. So smart. I want to listen. I want to listen. So I won't fall asleep. I've only had one so far. Some of my courses are like so complicated in terms of maths, so many equations. And the way one of my lecturers, he was this Italian guy, he was so small, so like, but he was like small and hench and like he had this feisty character, but he knew all these equations off the top of his head. And if you ask him a question, he knew exactly what you're talking about and he could explain it to you. You'll be like, all right, let's go back. You know, and I absolutely loved, these are the ones I used to attend, you know. <laughs> it was just worth being there. Like if I was stuck, I don't need to figure out myself. I can just ask him. He knew everything of his course from top to bottom. There was no gaps. He wasn't reading off a book or a piece of paper. He knew it. All his notes were already, I used to love his notes. Oh, they were beautiful. <laughs> Numbers and letters everywhere, but like so neatly. And I'd literally write my notes exactly like his, like, oh, oh color coordination as well. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I am not a nerd, but I am. This is so good. Just, just say you're a nerd, man. It's, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Wow. Embrace it. He's too pretty to be a nerd. I'm not a nerd. I'm just a pretty and be a nerd. It's beauty and brains, guys. One we of the kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my lecturers have chicken scratch. <laughs> right in. They can never do anything coordinated. They're scientists, so they don't need to. And if you don't follow it, they're just they're like, well, that's your problem, isn't it? You'd be like, what? You do not understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm like, Mr. Fabrice. And every time I called him sir, they'd be like, don't call me sir. I'm not old. And I'm like, I couldn't get over that. I'd be like, miss, sir, because that's exactly what I've done my whole life. I don't want to start calling you Michael. Who are you? Another thing that threw me off my lectures is that they they would they would start swearing at you out of out of uh, out of nowhere, and I was like, oh, I'm a child. Like, why are you swearing at me? And then because I would ask a question, yeah, and obviously if they thought it was a dumb question, they would cuss you out, and I would just be sitting there like, listen, I'm not a software engineer. Please explain to me this diagram because I don't know what you're saying. Like, I don't understand what what comes first. The root or the firewall please explain yeah and they would just cuss me out and I'd be like I, 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 I didn't do anything wrong I, I may be a bit slow but please you know okay. that's the one thing that threw me off in my first year them just cussing me out and throwing at me they they but you're teaching to train children yeah but they them. would be like the teacher that I really love the lecture that I love she's so lovely she the way she talks, like the moment you walk into her classroom, she'll say, I'm going to talk to you like you're a bit of an idiot. Because when you're teaching children, you are building on what they already know. So sometimes that means dumbing things things down. So she will come in and she will go really high and she'll be like, hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be learning about our phonics. What do you remember about? It is these, it's the massive personality and character switch that like you have to being teachers you have to step into this new character or whatever like however they say it the way she does it though is so like you don't even you don't even see the transition happening she just goes from really like hi to hello it is so beautiful 
and I just I want to just embody everything that she does. But don't you think it's a bit condescending though? I'm not gonna lie. Because if someone said that to me, I'd be like, hold on, hold up, hold up. Part of what she's teaching, Maya. Maya's gonna be a primary school teacher. She needs to know how to talk to children. The best way to learn is to learn from the person who's teaching you. So she has that's that is amazing. I will still feel a type of way. I'm not gonna no, I understand that's it. That's why you're not doing the degree then. <laughs> Word, listen, I can never be a teacher. I'll start scrapping kids. You know what? I mean? That was that was my defining factor because I was gonna do secondary school and then I realized that the amount of attitude that I have, I could not deal with if I was a teacher. So I I just thought kids. The most, the most they will cry about though is if they like their friend won't talk to them or if they lost their pencil. No, they bring that rubbish back home to say, "Missing, like help me." It's just it's baby stuff. Like they're stuck in these bubbles and these little worlds, and you're just meant to raise them and give them good foundations for life. Like that's that's the important part of life. Like. (laughs) <laughs> you know when they wet themselves. <laughs> Maya. No, that's that's, Maya. that's nursery. That's nursery. They're pointing. No, but they still no. They still wet themselves in reception. Like year five and like year four, they will still. Oh, not year five. From reception to year two, some kids still wet themselves. I know because I see them in a little. Bag. You know the bag of shame. They walk with it like oh, like come here. I'm like. Ew, like move your child away from me. It went so. <laughs> but they're little. Nah. No, after a certain age, you learn how to use the toilet. Oh, you have no patience for children. No, but I think if a child needs to go toilet, don't ask me for permission. Get up and go. <laughs> toilet. No, but it's it's the sometimes it might be school policy that they ask before they leave the room. Because the teacher needs well, to be accountable. What would you rather prefer? Them wet themselves there on the carpet or 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 the use the toilet properly? No, when he needs the toilet, not when he's about to use the toilet. There's a difference. Yeah, but you know, kids, they 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 wait till last minute because they're talking, they're having fun, That's coloring. If the rec- if the teachers before you haven't done their job, then you have to fill in. Question. <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, what, was the, <laughs> what was the next question? A few you moments were, oh, later. Oh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, do you guys regret choosing university as the route? Because now we've got like a apprenticeships. I know, like Shamaya, yours doesn't have an apprenticeship. No, I have um, route, unfortunately, because teachers require degrees. But for everybody else, um, do you regret choosing the university route rather than doing the apprenticeship scheme route? And explain your reason why. I don't regret it. But I think now now I'm at uni and I'm realising 9.25k is not worth what I'm getting. A a sponsored degree might have been better because these fees, this debt we're getting afterwards... Is it's peak. Admittedly, we don't actually, we don't really feel it, or we don't really see it, but it, it's not worth nine point two five k. It's really not. So for mm. me, um, again, I don't regret it, but I wish I chose an apprenticeship. The reason why I got a degree is because 
I'm getting a degree in accounting and finance that means I'm going to have loads of different pathways that once I've decided I can you know head to whichever one I want um and at 11 when I was choosing this is when I decided to be an accountant by the way at 11 years old um at 11 I hadn't quite figured I couldn't understand what type what di different types of accountancy is and which one I specifically wanted to go to I didn't want to get into because I got two scholarships for apprentice apprentice degrees but I was kind of worried that this is very like a particular path that if I go into it and I don't like it then I have to start by um, at square one myself um, I didn't really want to be trapped in a specific one so even though I ended up actually going the exact route that those apprenticeships were um, I think I quite like the fact that I went the degree option because it gave me a very good understanding of the industry as a whole and then it makes me really firm in my decision the one that I've chosen because um, now I know okay I've seen everything else but this is exactly what I want to do whereas I think with an apprenticeship I would have been forced in a particular line um, so yes I regret going to uni because the nine grand just really isn't worth it. But then no, because if I hadn't gone to uni, I wouldn't have necessarily chosen the right path for myself. Mm, I think also because for your, yours is like accountancy and finance, right? And I think because the year you were deciding to go to uni, the year after, a lot of bigger firms started doing the 360 course, which meant you could do all the different types but that was a year after you chose it was actually the year that I chose but I didn't understand what it was it wasn't yeah. clear so there was that option but I didn't want that I also wanted the, the apprenticeship where I got a degree in the end the 360 you don't I yeah. wanted my degree at the end of it and the one that with, with a degree was very specific and I just really wasn't sure about that. yeah also I don't want the company to own me mm. oh okay so I, I actually did say yes to them and then I got my contract and it was like, whether we need you, you need to go. If we need you to move city, you have to move city. If we need you to do this, we need you to do this. Like I kind of just didn't have a choice. Um, and with the whole like moving thing, I didn't want to be bobbing in and out of Milton Keynes and Birmingham all the time. I wanted that control myself. So I decided not to sign my contract. Yeah, Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same same position as Tommy. Um, it's not that um, like regretting going, but you know, if I was if I was more aware of like the apprenticeship options, I probably would have gone that way. But only because um, going to uni like as much as much as I enjoyed it, I feel like you know, as well as the the paying the nine k, I feel like I. What going in, I wanted more like practical work because that's like that that helps me learn better, and you know I didn't get as much as much of that as I as I thought I, I might be getting like this like they said you know they normally tell you like what what's what's gonna happen for your course, and like I didn't get as much labs and stuff as I thought I would get, or as much projects as I thought I'd get. So I think you know if I was doing an apprenticeship because I'd be like working, I'd literally be doing practical work almost all the time so yeah what I will say about us that went to uni is that well in my industry anyways is so when I did my placement I got to see 
the reality of what it's going to be like working in an office. Um, I would say uni doesn't put you behind regardless. When they're doing their apprenticeships, they're not so degrees and masters are level four in the UK. There's once when they're doing their apprenticeships, when we're all the same age, they they pretty much start in exactly where you are. The only difference is <laughs> they were getting paid and we've got debt. But in terms of like knowledge wise, um, I would say we pretty much end up in the same place. Yeah, it really I, I, easy to catch up. Yeah, I think. Um, for like me and most people who like do like economics and finance and stuff like that, like my industry, because I work for a bank. Um, the problem that people at university coming out is companies are investing less in grad schemes and more into apprenticeships. So like there are less grad schemes for like what we kind of do, because we used to have like, a fintech grad scheme. We used to have an accountancy grad scheme. We used to have like all these different grad schemes. We no longer have that. We have like one and the rest are apprenticeships. Um, and so like when everyone's leaving uni, like I'll be leaving uni with a degree and I'll enter the job market like everybody else, except I have four years experience or five years experience in the industry already over someone who's just coming out of uni and doesn't have that so like who are they gonna choose like out of the two of you is like the one with the degree and the experience or the one with the degree like it's kind of that and the job market's quite small it's not it's not exactly like quite big like there's like let's say they have like six places for a job and there's 30 people competing for each space so it's going to be I mean Shmaya you don't have to worry about that because there's a shortage of of teachers but everybody else it's going to be like competition quite, time yeah you made a good point it's, it's going to be it's going to be really hard because even at the end of like let's say someone's finishing their accountancy scheme like we have some grads that finish their accountancy um apprenticeship and instead of like staying on um at my bank they went to pwc or they went to kpmg instead like they went to another they went to an accountancy firm and they got hired over people who had a degree so it's kind of like a lot of um it's similar with teaching because a lot of people know about just going through the university route but there is a way that if you get um you go to a school and you do work experience for example and they like you certain schools or certain federations of schools can say stay with us get your experience with us teach with us and we will pay for your degree and you can do that the only thing is that's like five years long and even though you get the same degree they want you to work just for their federations of schools and it's like what you were saying um Timmy, you're tied down to just that federation of school and there's no freedom. I mean, they say, I mean, we all know that there's there's always going to be a shortage of, of teachers because they don't want to pay for those teachers. Mm. There's, there's grants out there for medicine staff, for midwives, for most um, career paths, you will find there's some sort of grant or bursary. There is nothing for teachers. 
because even though we are there, we we get paid the bare minimum. But it's they, kind of they don't want to pay or to hire teachers. It's kind of annoying though with grants because there's not, they have grants for like medical students, dentistry, but there's nothing for pharmacists. There's nothing for medical scientists. Nothing for the, there's nothing the for fields they need. Teachers. There's nothing for um, dietitians or nutritionists, which is kind of irritating. The things that they do have in terms of degree apprenticeships um, is like GSK, like big pharmaceutical big, uh, big pharmaceutical like, companies like Neuromark. Neuromark has apprenticeships. So there's first. GSK, which is just absolutely annoying. The ones that I was looking at though, um, they don't really like they're like they do have some that are like chemical engineering and things like that mm. but they are for like four or five years i think because essentially five years, yeah. what they're doing is it's like a part-time degree but most of the time you're working which yeah. which is really that's why mine's four and a half years because originally i was meant to do the degree is four years long essentially because you're doing it part-time but yeah. Towards the end, originally I was meant to get my professional qualification in my specialism. They removed that. They didn't want to pay for that. Um, and originally I got guaranteed a job at the end. That got removed. We're not guaranteed jobs anymore. Um, but the reason why it's like four and a half years, which everyone was like, Jasmine, that's so long. You might as well just do your degree for three years. Um, the reason why it's four and a half years is because you're only doing it. You're only going to uni twice a week. You have one study day a week. Um and you, you are at uni for 10 weeks and then you have four weeks off. Then you have 10 weeks and then four weeks off from uni. So that's kind of how your like schedule goes typically on these apprenticeships, which is quite intense if you're because you're working full time and you're doing it at the same time. Yeah. So for me, I think that was one of the other things that put me off is they can withdraw anything they want from my apprenticeship at any point. So that that was one of the things I noticed with mine is that I can do all of this for them and they can use me as much as they want for the the five years that they'll lock me in a contract but then if after that they don't want to they can let me go also the fact that they've taken away your qualification that's bad if I came out of five years and I didn't get my I didn't get my full qualification after you get, that. You get the degree, but you don't get the professional qualification. Yeah, I would be fuming because it's the professional qualification that I need in accountancy. I don't need the degree. I want the professional qualification. Mm. So if I'm going to do an, app an apprenticeship, I want the qualification. Forget the degree. I want the I want the qualification. That's more useful in my industry than the degree. Yeah, but I think with these big companies as well, especially like GSK and Neuromark, it's also like the psychological element of it as well, because a lot of them, they would like place you in all sorts of random places like Bradford and isolate you essentially from what you know to be like your own family and things like that. So eventually if all you're doing is working for them, you're up there 24 seven and you don't really have that many friends and contact with other people. Your only life is GSK. The yeah. only thing you're doing is working for them. You're literally locked in, essentially, for uh, uh, the rest of your career, essentially, which I think is completely wrong because all you know is GSK or Neuromark or that degree or or that apprenticeship. So I was like, I'm not really going to go for that. Um, it's not worth it, essentially, I think. Because um, even the qualification that you get at the end of it, most companies and professions 
in like my in my um, profession anyway, they they don't really look upon it as like a really good thing. The grad programs, however, I do think that they view it a lot higher than like their apprenticeship schemes. I think it's just because they haven't developed it that well enough in like the medical side. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah. Other ones like um, banking and accountancy and those apprenticeships have been here for some time now. But they were slowly developing it to, you know, be more inclusive of what we actually need today, like apprentice, like degrees or other certain qualifications. The medical pharmacy, like if you rock up saying, oh, yeah, um, I have some sort of flimsy qualification from GSK. They're like, well, it's not important to us. Sorry. Like you need a degree. You're not considered a medical pharmacist. Sorry, we, we don't need you. Which is just useless because then that's five years gone. For nothing. Five years wasted for no reason. Ah, the joys of university. (laughs) So, um, I think, unless Jasmine has anything else she wants to add. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. No, I don't have anything else. Um, I think we should do Tommy selections. Okay, so we'll wrap up the episode there. We'll move on to our Tommy selections. So Leah Maya, you're you're new to this. So um, Tommy selections is where we select some stuff. So it can be some songs, it could be a TV show, it could be a movie, could be a book, could be a podcast, just anything you've been. Up our phones. <laughs> anything that you've been watching, listening, reading, streaming this week. I can start. No, then go ahead. I need to. I need to dig up the old archives. Uh, two songs. Um, what's next by Drake, and Still Yours by Bryson Tiller. And then for TV shows, I saw like it's it's so cringy. It's so cringy, but it's just like Netflix show. Yeah, it's called like. Let me see what it's like, Georgia and something, yeah. Don't watch that. But, huh? Oh, I saw that. Man, it's so, it's so bad. But like, it someone told me to watch like it. A um, a headline in a magazine or something. It's a headline <laughs> they used on Taylor Swift. It was like Ginny and Georgia. So Ginny and Georgia. It from it's the most cringy thing I've ever seen. Like, but yeah. Just, just for Queen's sake, I'll put that in the selections. <laughs> I, can't, I can't make my body go through that. I can't. What is it called? From, it's called Ginny and Georgia. I'm looking at that. I looked at it and. Looked at it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Me and my friend watched it just to see how bad. Oh it yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. this. It looked. It, looked, <laughs> it, it, looked, it didn't look good. It, it, it does it not look good. Not gonna lie. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From like the first minutes of it. You could tell from her eyebrows here that it wasn't going to be a good story, you know? Of course yeah. you're going to pick on the woman's so physical appearance. You're so rude. But the acting... Her is blonde and her eyebrows are brown. So what do you want me to say? Fam, the, the acting is laughable. Like, it's the acting is so bad. That you, it's, it's just so cringe. It's just so cringe. 
Thank you, Nolan. But yeah, I can't believe you're making me add that to to the selections. But we move. <laughs> Everyone else, what, what have you been? What are you selecting this week? Uh, um, I'm a bit of a fan girl. Not gonna lie, my younger fourteen year old self would be very very proud of how far I've come now. At, you know, five years down the line, um, this boy band called pretty much dropped an EP this week and it is amazing. It's called Smackables. And if you really want to like get some energy in your system, I suggest you listen to it. It's lovely. There's a song for each mood. If you really want to fangirl a little bit, we all have those moments when we're alone, but we have to have a little fangirls. Tommy, you don't need to include that. Ignore her, please. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to say that. No, that's what I've been listening to this week. What have you been watching? Um, I just finished Grey's Anatomy on Prime. Yes, girl. Yes, girl. Yes, I read. Williams is the most beautiful man to ever walk (laughs) on this earth. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Yes. How many times did you cry? Countless, countless. Yeah, it's really disappointing. They have fifteen seasons and they're on seventeen now. So I feel like they need to put all of those medical shows on there. I need, I need fifteen seasons, sixteen and seventeen on there. They're good. Grey's Anatomy is the one. It's very good. People don't get it until they watch it. I didn't get it. Do you know what? Me, my friends were watching it for years and I was like, you're a bunch of nerds. I, <laughs> I didn't realise how emotionally I t- attached I was to the character oh, yeah. until Derek yeah. died. And then I oh, swear. Excuse me. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Yeah, no, everyone knows that. Everybody knows. Not me. I don't even watch it. I don't know who the character is. You watch it. No, everyone, everybody in the world knows Derek dies. When you watch it, you know at some point Derek's going to oh. die. And you're just holding your breath. You, you just don't want McDreamy to die. Really? Um, oh, do you know what? I actually, I think I cried more for McDreamy because by then, yes. I. Christina, when she said that last line, you know, he's McDreamy, um, he's McDreamy, but he's not the son, you're the son, and then she just left. Over. Over. I had to put the phone down. I had to phone down, had to open a window, had to get some water. Although I can't even lie, like I hate it when films or like even anime sometimes, when a character that you've just grown with and then they just die. I have to like take the week to just process that. Yeah, a mourning period. I understand that. You know, one piece put me through some moments. The only death, TV death I've ever like like hyperventilated, got really, 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 really emotionally attached to was, I don't know if you guys have watched 13 Reasons Why. No, no one? No. Yeah. Have, yeah. No, right at the end, the death, that, my mom had to- didn't, didn't they have I to- I ran upstairs saying, Shania, what's wrong? Why are you crying? I was confused. They, 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 I, 
I 100% I, I would say saying that we can't at my school they were like we can't allow your children to watch 13 reasons why no because they have like edit that scene out actually because it was very like traumatic and yeah, yeah. very like they actually they they showed it they sh- they showed her in uh, yeah the they showed her yeah it was very traumatic yeah, it was it, and like they made it so realistic i wouldn't say it's quite graphic but i feel like with the they way it's so realistic right now i feel I like, like they have to be that real listen i agree with maya it's 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 graphic it's a lot but it's also the reality of what's going on in our generation you have yeah. to understand that like what you say has an effect and that is the effect so many, i don't I, I don't really like the fact they fantasize the uh, yeah, they made it. They made it seem like, oh yeah, like this is what happened, yeah, and they're still thinking about it in reality. I think the only thing I didn't like about it is that, in reality, it would be sad for two weeks and life. Goes we'll away. go on. But then you see That's that. The only thing is, it's narrated from the perspective of someone who was close to her. I feel like the rest of the characters moved on in the next two weeks, but it was just that one main character he hold on. But that's what that's that happens in real life. That one best friend will will harp on about it. He had a take for time. Everyone processes it different. He was he was part of it, and he thought that they were close. He he probably never would have imagined that he was even responsible. So Mm. I feel like if that was me, I would have held on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, tune for the week or this podcast is Wandering Romance by Georgia Smith um, my sister played it to me and I just haven't stopped listening to it so it's very good um, for those who know me I don't listen to current music I yeah to we, we discovered this last yeah, episode so to me, me, me with it for me to like recommend a current song because i usually recommend songs you haven't heard in 10 years yeah um, as we discovered last episode but, but, we, but i love that though thank you thank so you the kids what's it about well, you know I have, to, I have to let the kids know they, they think taylor swift is it you know taylor swift is not it <laughs> um and then the movie which i haven't actually watched yet i'm literally gonna go downstairs and watch it now um coming to america what number two mm. Mm. Uh, I need to watch it. I need to watch it. So me, I'm going to be selecting some songs of Get's new album. So, um, Mozambique, Autobiography, and No Mercy of the Get's album. You haven't listened to it. You should watch it. Get 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 is amazing. Watch it or listen to it. Listen, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Please listen to it. And the TV show I'm going to recommend is uh, Desperate Housewives. I'm going to start that this week because I have no life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on season one. Eh? It's good. It's, it's good so far. It's good so far. Susan's very annoying. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So I, I've got I've got three tunes. Well, I've got more than that, but I'm just going to do three tunes for this one. Um, Nothing is Promised by Mike Will Made It and Rihanna. Berserk by Big Sean, Hip Boy, ASAP Ferg. And No English by Juicy J and Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. And my anime recommendation for this week is Mob Psycho. I mean, I finished it ages ago, but, you know, you tell me who's more powerful, Mob Psycho or Psyche K, let me know. Okay. Psyche K, you know. 
like yeah i still think psyche k is more powerful but someone told me mob psycho the other day so just take off one of his pins, you know? exactly take off one of his antennas and he's he rewrites <laughs> history three times so <laughs> so is that all the selections Leah, you haven't selected nothing I don't care. I mean, sorry. I'm just, <laughs> like, I'm, I've been so busy this week with like other things. Like, I in general, Leah, in general, because this is your first time, so you can do anything. Um, I think one thing that I watched or started watching was because of the hype was Bridgerton. I think I started watching that because I was just like, oh, I like period. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that one. I'm not gonna. Oh, okay, because my mum and like stuff like that, she used to make us watch like Agatha Christie Poirot all the time. So I was like, watch oh, it, just skip past a few things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that far of it yet. Um, and then in terms of music, oh, I man. like your tunes are good. No, but I like old school. If you go and say like, I like the kind uh, of music. Any, anything is anything is welcome to the playlist. Not really. But- you guys don't like pop music. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of pop music songs in there. I think. Go on. I think for me, I used to love Brandy a lot. So like, I would say um, No Such Thing As Too Late by Brandy. Love that song. Always will do. And then um, another song I would like is Mariah Carey, Fantasy. That's also another good one. So that's sort of the era that I'm stuck in. What, the original or the remix of Fantasy? The original. Okay. I'm currently obsessing over Christina Aguilera again, so... He's a good woman to obsess over. Yeah, not Ariana Grande, but like... Okay. Why, why are you just adding, adding okay. like you're just adding for no reason you know what it is listen I was listening to Capital Radio the other day and they said that Ariana Grande is the best R&B singer R&B? in 2010 and I said she's not even an R&B singer she's a pop singer so what her, music, her most recent album was an R&B album that is not R&B I'm telling you for a fact that is pop I can't lie to you. R and B, R and B as a genre. Those songs, those songs aren't like pop music. Please, what okay. Are you saying, Jamie R and B as a, <laughs> generally R and B as a R and B as a theme is dead. Is is dead. R and B is dead. Yeah, listen, listen. Let me let a man speak. Let a man speak. Because listen, listen. Justin Bieber just won um, R and B record of the year or something. Like maybe last year, his album was like the best R and B album or something. I was like, R and B where? This is Justin there, Bieber. There is no more pure R and B artist. Okay, That's the man's R and B. There's no more pure, but R and B in general as a genre of music is not dead. Do you know what? Nineties and noughties R and B is just. That is proper R and B right there. That's heritage. When people tell me R and B now, I have no idea who's an R and B artist. I can't. There isn't any. I think Chris Brown is now in the industry. There's the lines are very much blurred between artists. Yeah. I think if they just have a bigger beat, then they're considered R and B, which is just a crime. Ariana Grande is very good at. I can say she's very good at R and B. We can't respect your opinion <laughs> because you are a bad girl. Okay, we are different. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> I will just say that you know, being a fan girl is a good thing. Nah, I love R and B. I'll just yeah. R and B. 
But I like the traditional original artists. Yeah, exactly. Jennifer Hudson. That's that's heritage right there. But Jennifer yeah. Hudson, Whitney Houston, all of them. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I think we'll end Tommy's selections there. But before we end the episode, um, do you guys have anything you wanna plug? Um, obviously, as I do almost every time I'm on this podcast, which at the not moment, almost every time, every weekly, time. Let's... Um, <laughs> I have a small business that I run with two friends called the Bev Bar. We make homemade cocktails and we deliver it straight to your door. They are high in percentage and full of flavour. They will make you enjoy your night. Um, orders should be in by Tuesdays, 12pm every week to get them for the weekend. And look out for an announcement for some new releases. Have you have you chased the, the dating issue yet? <laughs> the what? The dating issue. Um, Let's not talk about that. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, I have something, I have a friend's business that I want to give a little shout out to. My friend does hair oils. Her brand is called Hair by Noella and it's her hair oil. She just dropped about a month ago and selling out. It's amazing. It's predominantly for black hair, but she's used it on me uh, just to see how far she could stretch it. And when I tell you the shine and my growth and my hair's never been this healthy and I just... Hair by Noella on Instagram. She also does hair, um, but she gives a lot of advice. And she's very good, I would say. It's like, especially if you want your hair to be, you know, healthy and grow and all of the lovely stuff. Yeah. And she's selling her, her prices are really reasonable as well. So get at that. <laughs> Anyone else have anything they want to plug? Mm-mm. No. No. Uh, Fair enough. Um, follow the Instagram, the Millennial Z Podcast. Um, follow the the Twitter at TMZ Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. There'll be content. There'll be content throughout the week. Uh, this has been the Millennial Z Podcast. I've been your co-host Tommy, and I've been your co-host Jasmine. And, and thanks. This for is listening. us signing out. Bye. Peace. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed and like, comment and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank you, thank you all. And this has been the Millennial Z Podcast. I guess it's time for a different prayer. Lord, please save her for me. Do this one favor for me. I had to change my play ways. Got way too complicated for me. I hope she's waiting for me. Everywhere she go, they playin' my songs, that's why I said it.